I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hello, and welcome to Blizzard Watch, the podcast where we talk about Blizzard and the games that they put out, because we have been watching them very carefully. Always, always watching. With me this week are two magnificent co-hosts, just, you know, like stars warring against each other while trekking across space. I had to work the pre-show reference in here somehow, guys. Uh, First up, she writes bloody everything, edits everything, and is also going to read the emails for us because she's a good like that. Ann Stickney. Ann, what have you been doing this week? I'm a good like that. <laughs> You're a good like that. Yeah. Suddenly I'm Italian again. <laughs> I'm a good like I'm that. A, I'm a grandfather all of a sudden. I don't know why. <laughs> I have no Actually, idea what's like going Luigi. on anymore. No. I don't even um, sound like a grandfather. I sound like Luigi. Yeah. What have I, do- what have I been doing the last week or so? Um, not much because I got like I, I got exalted with both of those factions, both of the Argus factions. So there hasn't been a lot of like incentive to go in and do stuff. So I've been logging in daily just to do the mission table stuff because that's still there to do. But I'm kind of like, I'm waiting for the raid to come out. Like that's what I'm doing right now is I'm waiting for the raid to come out. So a lot of the stuff that I do when I log in and do, I've been doing the random achievement stuff. I'm still trying to get all of the cataclysm pets because, you know, after all of the time I spent getting all of the wrath ones, <laughs> Blizzard decided that they needed to torture me further and release a new set for me to go farm endlessly. You realize as soon as you get the cataclysm ones, they're going to put out Mr. Pandaria. Ones, yeah, but right? I won't mind doing Mr. Pandaria so much because I actually like the the raids and stuff in Mr. Pandaria a lot more than I liked the ones in Cataclysm. Sorry. <laughs> and there's not that... I don't think there's as many raids in Miss of Pandaria. Is there? There's uh, Heart of Fear. Heart of Fear. Um, Vaults, Throne of Thunder, Terrace... What is it? Temple of Four Winds? Terrace of Four Winds? Whatever that one is. Not not Four Winds. The uh, Endless Spring one. Endless Spring. Terrace of the Endless Spring. So that's four. And uh, the last one, Dragon Soul. Not Dragon Soul. Um, wow, Siege I'm really having a hard time. He's working with, thank you. So yeah, it's five. Yeah, so there's five. There's five. But um, out of those five, like, Terrace of the Endless Spring hardly even counts because you walk in and there's just boss, 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 you know. It doesn't take that long. 
Um, and I like all of the other raids. Cataclysm is like, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I just, I did too much raiding in Cataclysm. <laughs> And I got a little burnout on it. But Cataclysm, going... too, Cataclysm has the same basic raid structure where there's three raids to start and yeah. then one raid and then one raid. Yeah. Um, it's fire... But Firelands, I'm sorry. I liked Firelands mechanically, but Firelands to look at is bloody tedious. Yeah, I don't really care for it. That I mean, I'll go in and I'll do it and it's fine. And I mow through it like crazy because I, my eye level is like 930 or something right now. Um, I don't do any raiding or I'd be higher, but... You know, that's what I could get out of what I do. Um, and then I do like the throne. Is it Throne of the Four Winds? In Kata, the one with um, with Alakir in it? Yeah. That's Throne of the Four Winds. Throne of the Four Winds. I like doing that one just because that is still one of the most beautiful zones I have ever seen. Just like the whole clouds floating in the middle of the air, the pearlescent sort of overlay. And I mean, it's just, it's gorgeous visually. I, I like looking at it. I don't mind being in there at all. Firelands is like, hi, I'm going to set your eyeballs on fire. And yeah, I all red color scheme bores me right now because I've been dealing with all red color scheme since what? Like molten core? <laughs> yeah, Back in vanilla, they they seem to sneak one in almost every Mol- expansion. Molten Core has a good deal more variety in terms of his look than Firelands does, does, but it's all very red. And then, uh. um, I'm getting the same way about green. I'm getting kind of sick of the green stuff too, like the fell green stuff. I could be done with that and be happy, but it's okay. It's okay. Um, so yeah, that's what I've been doing, and I've been talking a lot. And you should introduce Mitch. I'm sorry. I was planning on it because I was just going to say, next expansion, we might have a lot of Void stuff, and here's a guy who would probably like that. Mitch, what are you been up to this week? Hello. I can talk now. I'm so no, sorry, um, Mitch. Sorry, we're moving back to it. <laughs> I'm so sorry. No. Um, uh, I played a lot of Stardew Valley this weekend, actually. Um, Ooh, I've been kind of... I love that game so much. It's and everybody so addicting. Is, oh, my Everybody God. is talking about it again. and now that Because everybody... it's on the Switch. Right. Well, I had it, I got it on Steam, and I'm like, now that everybody's talking about this again, I really want to go play it again, but I will lose my <laughs> life. <laughs> oh, I know. I poured so many hours into it this weekend. It's so relaxing, though, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> um, so I've been doing that a lot. I've been kind of saving my Blizzard playing for the Halloween events. Which are Blizzard this week? here. Yeah. We should probably just um, talk yeah. about that. But we're gonna... that's that's pretty much what I've been doing gaming wise. Like I said, I've been saving. Blizzard Have you stuff. played Stardew Valley, Rossi? No, no, oh, not it your will style. Not happen. Yeah. No, no, I'm I'm not fool enough to. I have enough things I'm addicted to. You people aren't getting me with this one. Nope, nope, nope. <laughs> I told my wife to play it. You're not getting me. I am free. Plus, I'm playing Battle it, Chasers. This it kind of satiates my hunger for Animal Crossing on the Switch, like in in a I know diff- right? like, different way. But it's it has a lot of similar. I don't know. The, it's similar systems, I guess. It reminds me of it a lot, whether or not it's like it. Yeah, I understand that, but no. It's, I, I'm already having the problem of I bought Battle Chasers this week, and I really didn't have the money, but I borrowed it basically, and it's it's cheap. It's like thirty bucks for an old style JRPG, and it's just been phenomenal. So yeah, I can't if if I start playing Stardew Valley, I'm done. I will have no life. I, I believe that people warned me, and uh, they were right. I watched my wife play it, and she literally spent like three months trying to like, get this cave to work out. <laughs> Yeah, the There's dungeon. Like a... Yeah. Yeah, I know. Spoilers. No. 
But anyway, yeah, we should talk about, you know, actual news for Blizzard because they do have quite a lot. Um, Mitch just mentioned it, so we should probably talk about that first. Uh, Overwatch's Halloween Terror event is back and it's with suitable additions for the new holiday. Um, it's not a new holiday. They had it last year, but it's new for you guys because they've changed it a bit. Uh, Mitch, you've actually been playing it, so don't you tell people about it. Yeah, so they have uh, Junkenstein's Revenge is back. Uh, if you didn't play that last year, it's essentially you have a choice between Anna, Soldier 76, McCree, and Hanzo. And you basically are just defending from zombies, Zomniks. Um, and every so often, like Mercy or Reaper or Junkenstein or just, uh, what's his face, Junkrat, uh, will show up. Actually, and Symmetra's here this year, too. That's one of the new ones. But they'll show up, and you have to fight them off. Anyone watching Does Roadhog right now, show up? Because I know that he showed up last yeah, year. Yeah, yeah. And he was really annoying. <laughs> yeah, he's he's still a pain. But they added this year an Endless Mode, which also lets you pick a couple more heroes to choose from. Like, right now I'm playing as Genji, which you could not do before. Uh, there's also Torbjorn and Widowmaker and I think someone else. But, uh, yeah, so they added that, and then they also added new skins this year, which are freaking amazing, especially the 80s Zarya. Like, if you, I don't know, picture an 80s outfit, and Zarya's in it. Yeah, um, she's got the long, sweeping 80s hair, and she's got, like, a jacket with, like, a weird collar up, and, yeah, it's it's yeah, amazing. So they have that one. They have a new May costume, uh, a dragon Symmetra, which looks a lot like Deathwing. Um, so Dragon Symmetra. That and, Symmetra uh, skin is amazing. Yeah. yeah I think that's, that's probably my favorite one out of the whole event. And she's she's in it for the new Junkenstein, like her part in Junkenstein's Revenge, too. Um, they have Dracula uh, Reaper, Cultist Zenyatta, which is like old god style tentacle. There's also uh, another Zenyatta. That is my second. There? That is my second favorite skin. These these the, are the new ones this year. The cocoon looking yeah, Zenyatta. They break back the old ones as well. Yeah, like, the, the old you ones can are purchase here as the well. old ones. Yeah. And then they have a uh, Corsair Anna, which is like piratey. She's got a parrot on her shoulder, and like a gun blade. Is there or a new McCree skin? Because I was under the impression yes. that there was. Oh there yeah, was Van Helsing. Uh, Van Helsing, and then there's a Viking Torbjorn. Those okay. are the other two. Okay. I was like, I was under the impression there was a new McCree skin, but. Yeah, there's also a couple highlight intros, sprays, stuff like that that's new this year as well. But um, those are the new skins, which are, I think, things people care most about. Does Winston have a Halloween skin? No. Uh, he doesn't. It's kind of poopy. Also, all of the new skins are legendary, so good luck. Yeah. Um, and I think it's the same as it is with any of the events that they do in Overwatch, where if you have an Overwatch account, you get a free loot box. Yes? Uh, I believe in? so. Yeah, yeah, you do. You do. Okay, so you get a free loot box when you log in. So if you have Overwatch and you haven't played it in a while, be sure to log in, get your goodies. I mean, it's probably just sprays, but hey, there could be a skin in there. You yeah, never I, know. Um, I linked my. I have this on PS4 because it was on sale last year, mm-hmm. and um, I logged in for the first time in months. But I, I it's been linked to my Battle.net account all this time. Oh. I logged in and I had 16 boxes to open, including the like golden Amazon one that. Nice. Yeah, so I was like, oh, I didn't realize I could double up on those. Did you get so, yeah. anything good? Uh, I don't think it was that great. Can't well. remember exactly. But yeah, you'll you'll have loot boxes, which okay. I think also the um, the Twitch Prime stuff 
you, sh- you can get, I don't know what it is for October, but last yesterday was the last day for the old stuff. So I think there's a new round of possibly loot boxes going out today as well. Um, so. I believe there's new stuff today. Let's see. I can click on the screen here and find out. Yeah. Um, Heroes of the Storm in-game loot through November 10th. Last chance for Overwatch loot ends November 10th. Um, what's what's the, the Overwatch loot, though? Because I think it's new uh, today. It just looks like a regular loot box, and it says times five. Okay, so five loot boxes, which I don't know if they'll be the Halloween ones or not. It doesn't look like a Halloween one yeah. in the picture, because I'm just looking on Twitch right now. But It um, probably wouldn't be, but who knows? I don't know. I really don't. But I guess we'll find out, won't we? Because I'm going to claim that yeah. after the show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Speaking of Halloween and loot boxes and so forth, uh, Heroes of the Storm is not to be left out in this. They're also doing uh, new stuff for that, um, including like new Junkrat. If he's in, is he in yet, or is he still? So, is he in testing? So this is all on the PTR right now. It's on the PTR. The Halloween here. stuff doesn't start until next week, um, or no? The ho- yeah, Halloween stuff doesn't start until next week for Heroes. It started today for Overwatch, uh, but the Hero stuff is all on the PTR, and it does include Junkrat um, as well as. Tons of sprays, icons, um, a horse wearing a horse costume, which is the best mount ever. Uh, and then also, uh, I can't remember if there's more Halloween costumes. There there are than just Junkrat, right? Can't, there are other ones. Yeah, there's I'm a whole bunch of new skins coming out. Like a whole yeah. bunch of new skins coming out. Um, Junkrat has a few. There's... Uh, who else did I see? There the was murky one, that... one. The murky one is insane. He's just like a flower with a giant eyeball in the middle of it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's creepy looking. And then uh, Gen Greymane, he has the, it's like a Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde kind of transformation thing where um, right. he's like, he looks kind of old timey. And then Do- when he Dr. turns. Dr. Wolf Einstein. Dr. Wolf Einstein, whatever. Anyway, so when he turns into his wolf form, he looks kind of, it's like a zombie wolf looking thing. Um, they've got some cool skins. Do you know, are they doing like a, a map or a brawl or something specifically for Halloween? Or? Um, hold on. I'm opening up the patch thingy. I thought they were, but I can't remember. Okay. Cause I know um, I saw they, they, they had a whole mess like of skins, sprays, mounts. The mounts are crazy. Yeah. There's a horse that's got a sheet over it. And one of them, it's like a checkered tablecloth. And one of them, it is, it's, it's literally, it's got a, it's got a horse kind of, um, amateurly painted on the side of the sheet. <laughs> yeah. That one's my favorite. Okay. So the Wolfenstein is the legendary skin. There's Vampire Slayer, Slayer Vala. And then, uh, and that's an epic. And then there's rare skins, Bewitched Brightwing, Creepy Chromie, Pumpkin Chogall, which Chogall finally got a new skin. He hasn't had one since... Gazlo was just wearing a paper bag on his head, yeah, isn't he? Paper bag, Gazlo, and then and Garden then, Is it Valera? Valera's got like a vampire hunter skin? That's no. Oh, yeah, Valera. I said Vala. It's Valera. Oh, though. okay. Um, and then who else? There was more. There were a lot of new skins was, that are going to be coming out. Yeah, I mean, it might have been new colors to old ones, but there's five rare. There's uh, Valera has five different variations of the Vampire Slayer. And then um, what's-his-face? Greymane has five variations of a Sea Legendary as well. But yeah, it. I'm ex- I, I mean, I love Halloween stuff all the time anyways, but the horse costumes are hilarious because it's also carrying a little, like, pumpkin um, trick-or-treat 
bag, not bag, but you know, those yeah, like a little plastic bucket. pumpkin. Yeah, the bucket. Tree, it's carrying <laughs> that in its mouth. Um, so I'm gonna. No, I'm sorry, but of these, the one with the horse painted on the side is the best one. Oh, it, it's de- absolutely the best. Um, like, quite yeah. frankly, I want to see that in World of Warcraft for like Forsaken mounts. There also is there is also a ghost horse with a horse like you can see the skeleton through it, and that one looks pretty cool too. But I I just I love the one with the sheet on it. It made me laugh. <laughs> yeah, and then obviously there's um there's classic. They have the classic skins as well, which yeah. there's like Zol has the the creepy scarecrow, which is my personal favorite. But yeah, um, Halloween stuff. It's gonna be gonna be awesome, and my wallet's gonna hurt because Overwatch and Heroes are both doing stuff. <laughs> have fun with that. Thank you. I think that's it for Halloween. Oh wait, no. Um, what is it? Uh, Hearthstone. Hearthstone's doing a Halloween thing too, aren't they? That. Uh, are they it's well okay they're they're doing a thing where is it it's like hollows end fireside gatherings if you if you oh hollows end fireside gatherings there is a new hero it's a warlock hero so it replaces um Gul'dan yeah um and her name is Nemzi Necrofizzle she's the gnome i don't know if you guys have ever seen this piece of fan art but it's the gnome that's like sitting in the swamp and she's got a fishing pole and underneath her you can see the top of a fen creeper like in the I water she, looking up what, at her wasn't it that she used to be a mage or something and she got like corrupted by spending time in the swamp i think so or something along those lines however so yeah. what happens with that is that um i believe you have to go the fireside gathering taverns starting October 17th I believe uh, if you play at any fireside brawl at a fireside gathering tavern she will you, you'll get her you'll get that's how you get her for, for Hearthstone um, so it's not like a giveaway oh free Halloween pack or oh we're doing a Halloween brawl or anything like that it's just hey if you do the fireside gatherings here's this cool thing for you while you're, I, you know, during the month I, of October. I'm looking at the official site, and it says October 9th. Is it October 9th? Oh, yesterday. Uh, no, it's October 17th. Your Hollows End Fireside Gathering can take place anytime between October 9th oh, and, and October and you November earn 5th. the hero starting October 17th. Yeah, yeah. You, you don't get it until later, but you yeah. can, if you want to do a Fireside Gathering right now as you're listening, go ahead. You'll, you'll you get can go ahead and do it. It's just that she'll be available for free at established Fireside Gathering Taverns, and that's on, starting on October 17th. Um, and apparently, even though it's like a Hollow's End type thing, when Hollow's End is over with, you will still have her. You can still choose her. So that's pretty cool. I believe there's going to, you know, for anyone at BlizzCon, I think, I can't remember who, uh, Con Before the Storm is having a Fireside Gathering. And yes, they that are. be within the... Uh, date range that you can get the skin. So if yes. you're going, so if you're going and you want to get the skin as like a Gul'dan alternate skin, hit up Con Before the Storm because they are doing a fireside gathering, and all you have to do is play. So go there, play, win something, get the skin. You're good to go. Yay! Also, um, we should probably talk about BlizzCon rewards since they've been announced. All oh, yeah, the in-game that just stuff. Came out. Yeah, that just came out today, yeah. earlier today. 
Um, already knew about the mounts for World of Warcraft, uh, the Horde and Alliance mounts. Those we'd, we'd heard about those previously. Um, if you're in Overwatch, though, you'll get a special BlizzCon 2017 Winston skin, which is basically a blue version of his armor with BlizzCon on the chest. It's blue it pretty, and gold it looks and silver. Cool. Yeah, it looks pretty rad, actually. I'm not mad at it at all. And like then the, um, It's like a shiny blue, too, which I don't know I like. It actually, the only thing that's really interesting right now is that Hearthstone ha- still has, it's a mystery goo- goodie. Mystery gooey? What am I talking mystery about? Mystery gooey. Mystery gooey. I don't know. I'm in the Hollow's End mood, I guess. I don't know. Anyway, so Hearthstone has a mystery goodie that is not going to be announced until after BlizzCon. Which makes me think that it's going to tie together with something that they are announcing at BlizzCon. So maybe that would make sense. Maybe Hearthstone has some good news this year, you guys. I don't know. I'm just saying. Watch those battles. I'm going to announce that the uh, this year, if you're playing World of Warcraft, you will not be getting a Murloc pet because the Murloc pet is in Diablo instead. No, but you get a mount in World of Warcraft, which is pretty cool. I I almost that's pretty cool because we haven't seen a mount for a BlizzCon reward since the polar bear and that was year one, wasn't it? Yep, that was the first year. Yeah, that was the first year. And that was the only time that they ever released a mount. So it's kinda cool that they gave us another one finally. Um the other things that are available if you play Heroes of the Storm, you get a Nexus Razorback mount, which is a blue pig robot. Which is every bit as cool as it sounds and then some. Um, You also get a Cartoon Nexus Razorback Spray, BlizzCon 2017 banner, and a BlizzCon 2017 portrait. Uh, Those haven't been revealed yet as far as what they look like, but that will be coming soon. You also get, um, like Rossi said, Diablo 3 gets the Murloc pet this year. They get, um, how do you pronounce that, Rossi? (laughs) Oh, you think I know how to pronounce Mercromancer? Mercromancer? A Mercromancer (laughs) pet? It's like I guess a, a, a I gotta, I gotta read this to you. No one escapes the. <laughs> <laughs> rumor, anyway. rumor has it this necrotic aquatic companion can command an army of dead fish, which is about as useful as you'd think. Oh. <laughs> but well. I should also mention if you're playing StarCraft 2. Yes. Um, you get the Junker models for three of the uh the mobs. Yeah, you get it's the uh, uh, Junker SCV probe and drone skins, and it's basically ba- discovered on the fringe worlds by the notorious Terran Junker gangs who scour the Corporal sector for salvage. These scrappy SCVs, probes, and drones are retrofitted and ready to take on your dirty work. So it's basically like just cool, different looks. They look kind of like goblins made them, to be completely honest. If you've seen WoW goblins, it looks like WoW goblin stuff in StarCraft. So it's pretty interesting. So right oh. now, the Overwatch Winston skin is live. The StarCraft two skins for the Junker, the SCV probe and drone, those are live right now. Um, obviously, you can get your mount, your Storm, Storm, Stormwind. I can't talk today. Anyway, you your can get gooey the Stormwind mount. Gooey Stormwind. No, you can get the Stormwind Sky Chaser or the Orgrimmar in- Interceptor, depending on which faction you are. You get both. Um, those are live right now, but the Heroes of the Storm stuff is coming soon. I'm assuming that that's probably going to come out with the Halloween patch. Like that's when probably, they make that probably because I think they got data mined uh, just, yesterday when the PTR went out. Yeah, they'll just stuff it in there all at once. Um, Diablo three, that Mercromancer pet, that one is also coming soon. And then Hearthstone, whatever the mystery gooey is, <laughs> <laughs> we're going to have See, to wait for that mystery gooey until later. <laughs> you keep saying that, and that makes me think that the graphical user interface of the game changes. No. <laughs> Because <laughs> that's what I keep thinking when you say it. Because I'm, I'm just used to someone going, the gooey is, and like, what? 
<sighs> no. <laughs> no, that's yeah. just Anne can't pronounce a thing to save her life today. That's what that is. Speaking of BlizzCon, talk, though. Yeah, we should talk about this or let Mitch talk about it because he knows who they are. Uh, Mitch, I do, too. Go, both <laughs> one of you announced this because I don't know who they are. Muse is playing at BlizzCon. How okay. excited are you? I'm really excited about it. Like, like <laughs> crying level. I'm so happy. So for people who don't know who, who Muse is, what would you point them at? Um, oh, just one? Dude, I, give me something here. I don't know who they are. Come on. Okay, well, they're an English rock band. Uh, English as in, like, British. Um, they've been around since 94. Um, and they've, I don't know, they've gained popularity in America uh, the past couple years, especially. Um, but they put on amazing freaking live shows because they're, one, they sound like they do on the album. So, like, it, it just sounds good in general. But, two, they also... Um, they put on like light shows, essentially. It's like so, a laser light show. Yeah, so you're gonna get a a good, a good sounding performance. Hopefully, at least with the BlizzCon Convention Center. It uh, the BlizzCon Convention Center is perfectly capable of some really amazing light shows. So yeah, if you're going to BlizzCon, catch the concert. You want to? Yeah. Um, um, they're they're like band? no, they're like rock alternative. It's sort of like U2, only newer. Okay. Uh, <laughs> So they have they have a lot of different sounds. They have some yeah. like heavy rock type sounding songs. They have a lot a couple songs that sound very much like Queen, like intentionally so. Yeah. Um they they go for like sort of synthy sounding. It they're hard to describe. Muse is one of those bands where you say, I've never heard of this band. And then the minute you hear some of your mu- their music, you realize, oh, I've been hearing them all over the place. I just didn't realize that's who that was. Yeah. and It's one of those bands. It's <laughs> not exaggerating. Like, there were several people I saw post on Twitter, who's Muse? And then someone would link them a song. And they're like, oh, I know that. Oh, those guys. Um, okay. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm excited, one, because, one, they're, you know, my favorite band. But, two, I have seen them live once. Um and it was by far the best live performance I've seen. So I'm just, I'm really excited for it. And I uh, hope people enjoy them because they put on a great show. And this is something that like actually for years people have been asking, like, who do you want to see close BlizzCon? And I would say Muse, like, I don't know if Blizzard would ever get Muse, but like if Muse could close the show, I would, you know, that would be my dream performance. So I'm excited. I'm glad that they picked these guys. This is actually like a really good choice. Um, yeah. I know when they did the Metallica, when they had Metallica there, I was really excited about Metallica. And then when they closed out the Metallica show and they like finish it, I'm like, they should get Nine Inch Nails next year. And I still want them <laughs> to get Nine Inch Nails. Because <laughs> I'm like, yeah, that's about the era that they usually, somewhere in that, in that yeah, I was, I was stretch surprised. of time. But Muse, no, Muse is a good pick. I'm glad that they went with that. So yeah, I'm happy. I look forward to okay. watching that. Uh, one last thing to announce. Uh, Diablo season 11 is ending. They haven't actually given an exact date, but since the new season is, end- is starting in November, it's probably real soon since we're in October right now. No, they gave us an exact date. Yeah, because I didn't find it in the, when I was looking at the article. When, when is it? It's right there in the post. Um, North America. It ends on Friday, October 20th, and then season 12 starts on Thursday, November 9th. Oh. So, yeah, you've got till the 20th then to get whatever you need to get done done if you haven't. Um, I've actually 
been cooling a little bit because I hit around Paragon Four something and I was kind of trying to trying to play more WoW. But then I went back because I heard this and I'm like, oh god, there's like one achievement I need. So I've been working yeah, on that yeah. one achievement. Uh, yeah, it's I I gotta tell you, um, I had a blast playing the seasonal hero. I think that's the way to play Diablo. I, I really like the seasonal stuff. Like I, I haven't played as much as you, and I, I sort of got to. Uh, where you unlock the set, like the the first three or four, whatever ones before the Slayer achievement, I got that yeah. and kind of stopped. But it's the a lot set of fun. is yeah, the set is the thing to to do. The set is the getting the set because man, that helps a lot. It's a huge benefit when you're starting to do some other stuff in the it's, game to actually know, have a complete set. It's also set. like seasonal transmog that you can use in the future. And I'm I'm, I'm waiting say, to see the what they come look, out with. Does the set look different every season? The, they, they the give you. They tend to do. give you. They tend to give you like a set that exists, but that is hard to get. Oh, okay. Like, like I got the waste set this year for my barbarian, and the waste set existed before this season. It, but it's, you you know how Diablo sets are. You might never get a whole set. Yeah, you yeah. like each. There's a couple different chapters you have to complete, and it's like you get two of the pieces for the first one, two for the second, and two for the third. Um, and it's basically just playing through the seasonal journey gets you a guaranteed set which yeah, can be see, very very difficult i don't i'm a casual enough diablo player that i don't even pay attention to seasons like i don't play them all i do is i go on to like wander around for a while and smash demons and pick up the loot <laughs> that's all i'm concerned with so like yeah, the this... seasonal stuff is kind of like huh so what is what is that exactly so the transmog set that you get or the set that you get for season 11 though you can't get the same one again you have to get it before the 20th i correct? mean if if you're lucky with the drops you would be able to but yeah, like it's, it's okay. like if it would be like if you know if in world of warcraft they did a special thing where like and at the end of the season you'll get you know whatever the current raid tier gear is yeah okay. but you you know even if it was from a raid you know instead of farming for rng and hoping the piece drops you will get it if you complete okay. this. You, you know, so it's guaranteed to, ha- to have it, which okay. is really nice. Uh, this year it was the like I said for for barbarians it was the waste set, which was really nice to get. They they basically we don't I don't think they do a, do they do a set every season because I haven't done like a I lot think, of seasons. I think Wonderbolt so. in the chat channel says that they rotate through the sets and every four seasons they'll start again. I yeah, I so. know when I was writing up the last season that it had essentially been a year since they reused the old season. Yeah, and this particular the, the, set, yeah, yeah. the particular sets that they put out this time won't be back next season. They'll put a different one in. So it does, it's a, it gives you a reason to do the season more than once because you can you know collect all four. As somebody who has spent most of her time in World of Warcraft lately buying tokens just to like play the game of random, will I get a new transmog piece out of this roulette, roulette whatever you want to call it, um, I kind of appreciate that they give you something where it's like, okay, you work towards it, and you will get this exact piece. <laughs> and it's, yeah. it's also the the things, the chests that contain the loot, they're account bound, so you can technically play the season on like a barbarian, like Rossi did. But if you like the necromancer set, you can send it to your necromancer. Yeah, and if, you just like, log if, into if, the necromancer and claim it. Yeah, so like if okay. you were next, if you like, say you were doing next season, but you'd already gotten all the sets on barbarians because you're me. Um, you can get the chest, but you don't have to open it. You can just send it to your character, and then as soon as they open it, it will drop a piece for them. 
okay. out for you. So That's it's pretty cool, though. It, is, it, it, it immediately means that, you know, you, there's four sets per class, and there's however many classes. So you, if you're really a completist on this, you could still be doing it. You'll still have a reason to keep doing it. Diablo's yeah. gotten it's not... so beautifully streamlined. Streamlined is not the word that I'm looking for, but it's like... Beautifully absent from BlizzCon. It's just, it's fluid, how it all works and, and flows together, like the different loot that you can get and how that works with, you can send it to different characters, this, that, the other, and then, you know, the whole seasonal thing, even though I haven't participated in it, I followed along with kind of what it does and it just it seems like they've turned it into this really polished game and yeah i am still kind of like man they're not yeah, gonna have that, anything at blizzcon about this everything game. you said is why people are so upset about yeah. not having stuff at blizzcon because it's yeah. it's a very good game game is ready for more content it is yeah okay all right, yeah, let's uh, move on to emails, though, because you know we've used half the show talking about other stuff. So if you have an email, uh, send it to podcast at blizzardwatch.com. Uh, please put podcast or blizzardwatch in the subject line, and we'll know it's for this show. And uh, Anne's going to read them for us, so if you could, Anne. Sure thing. Um, first email is from Winterfell, who is a Frost Death Knight, and that's very appropriate. Good name. Who says, hello, watchers. I was wondering if sites like Wowhead, Wowpedia, MMO Champion, and yourselves have some sort of agreement with Blizzard not to discuss leaked or data-mined information. If not, I would love to hear your speculation on the new expansion from a lore point of view. I realize that there's plenty of Legion lore left to discuss, but I'd really love to hear your roundtable discussion on this, either on the, this podcast or on Lore Watch, before we get official information at BlizzCon. Thanks and keep up the great shows. Um, I'm going to jump in real quick here and address your first question. We don't have an agreement with Blizzard for anything. We we say what we want to say. <laughs> we can talk about data mine stuff. We cannot talk about data mine stuff. And it's kind of like up to the individual author. I know for me, I try to avoid posting about spoilers too much or leaked information because I feel like personally, there are a lot of people out there that are avoiding that information. So I don't really want to throw it out there when they don't want to hear it. Um, and we're also, gonna... we're pretty careful yeah. about labeling spoilers or leaks if we Plus, have them. I'm going to say why I don't particularly want to talk about any leaked stuff that, you know, you don't even know if it's leaked, if it's data mined or if it's just made up. Yeah. A few years back, there was a really, really, I don't want to say virulent rumor that an expansion called Vengeance of the Void was going to come out. No, it wasn't Vengeance of the Void. What was it? Um, it was something dark like below. That. The Dark Below. It was the Dark Below that's, back with Mr. Pandaria. Oh really? Oh no, I'm going. I'm going way, way earlier than that. Oh okay, all right. Well, well, what I'm talking about, I think, is actually called Vengeance of the Void. I'm not kidding. I think. Okay, that's well, continue, specific. continue. But the point was, it it had a whole host of what was coming after uh, Burning Crusade or Wrath. I can't even remember. That's how far back I'm going, and none of it happened. And none of it happened because someone made it up, and you're always in the danger zone with that kind of thing. Maybe it's real. Like, like I, I know at least one person on this podcast who isn't me knew about warlords well in advance, but didn't, didn't talk about it because there were reasons not to. And that's always the case. There's always a, you know, we, we think about what we're doing. Also, um, if we leak stuff, Blizzard doesn't like that. Like, if anyone on staff has like a confirmed leak, uh, they're not going to like make a big post out on the website because then Blizzard doesn't 
I mean, they don't appreciate that. We don't get stuff like press passes. We don't get... We don't uh, get things uh, to give away. Yeah, we, we, we don't, don't give get, nice we like, things. We like having a, a good relationship with Wizard and with leaked information in particular. Like Rossi was saying, leaks are one of those things where it's like, you don't know if they're verified or not. It's just something that somebody threw out there. Data mined information is a horse of a different color. Data mined information is stuff that people pull out of game files. And Wowhead and MMO Champion are both like, they're they're good at getting that information. Um, they have the tools necessary to kind of take the game apart and take a look at it and see what's, see, see kind of get a picture of what's coming up. Um also, we don't it, we don't have access to data mining equipment like we don't do that nobody on our staff does that so we don't what we report on is we report, report on stuff that has been data mined um sometimes when it's stuff like uh voice files or lore spoilers or things like that um it's kind of up to the individual staff member if they want to write about that or not um I don't really have a problem with people writing about it as long as they put like a big old disclaimer on the front of it that says that this is spoiler information. And in 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 the context of data mined information, just because something is data mined doesn't mean that it's going to make it to the live game. Because there was, uh, oh gosh, back in Cataclysm. Oh, um, right. Ramath. Yeah, Ramath. Ramath. Ramath was supposed to be the traitor. Like, there were voice files. There were actual voice files of the conversations with Ramath. And uh, there was, I think there were voice files with um, Varian and, um, oh my gosh. Benedictus, yeah? Yeah, Benedictus. Okay, so there were voice files with a conversation between uh, Varian and Benedictus, and that never happened. Like, that conversation never happened. Um, Benedictus did end up betraying us. He did, but but that that stuff that was data mined was never used. It was just, like, shuffled off to the side. There was stuff from, like, the Warlord's beta. Um, Urel was supposed to have, like, a pre established relationship with Mirad. That never happened. There was so much stuff in the Warlord's beta. Even though that stuff was data mined, it never came to pass. So, for me personally, I almost don't feel like it's worth writing about per se because I know that this stuff can shift and change at a moment's notice. Just because it's been data mined doesn't mean it's in the live game yet. It's not. This and is they could choose to let it go live. Yeah, they could choose to let it go live or they could choose to take it out and revamp it and do something else entirely. I mean, look at the whole Rathion thing with Legion. He was in High Mountain, he wasn't when we got to live. He yeah. was replaced by somebody else entirely. Um there's lots of context to it. There's lots of yeah. ups and downs on it. I, for me, leaked information is is way different than data mined. Data mined, I'll at least I'll put a spoiler warning on it, but I will tell you about it because we can yeah. it's up to you to the decide. data mined yeah. stuff because it's actually there. It, it's there, and we if it's there in the game files, then at least it's something that Blizzard is working on or considering using. If it's a leak. Who knows where that came from? Who knows who made it up? We have no business spreading that kind of stuff around because it could be true. It could be a complete lie. Why would we want to report on it? We would. Um, to touch on what I think his second question or his or her second question was getting at, um, Blizzard doesn't like send us information and say, just so you know ahead of time, like this is what we're getting at BlizzCon. No. Um, have you know have stuff written about <laughs> it in advance? The I mean, there are occasional like press events and i mean very occasional like they did one for the heroes 2.0 release that is under non-disclosure until after it's out um but 
99% of the time, we, we don't have that kind of information ahead of yeah, time. Yeah, if you, if you go to Blizzard for like a press event or something like that, they always, always, always have you sign an NDA when you get there. So you can't talk about anything that you've seen until... And if you do, you're in you a the, lot of trouble. If you do, you're in a lot of trouble and you've also guaranteed that you're never going to get invited back ever again. Because why yeah. would they? You You spoiled everything, you know? That's kind of ridiculous. So it's... It's yeah. We don't know what's coming in BlizzCon. We have guesses. Um, I believe Lorewatch, actually, the latest Lorewatch that we did, we talked. We just finished talking about what we might see in an upcoming expansion. Yeah, Rossi. Yep. And that is what we did. That is coming out. It's available on Patreon right now. Um, I, for... I feel quite frankly like saying that's what we did was really underselling what we did. But yeah, <laughs> we, we went off the rails. <laughs> We kind of went over time. It's like an hour and a half show instead of an hour show. My apologies. Although I don't think anybody's going to be unhappy about that. But uh, How it's dare available. you give me more? Yeah, for patrons, if you're a patron of the site, it's available on Patreon right now. If you are not a patron, if you are not a patron, excuse me, it'll be on the site next Monday. So we do discuss that at great great length. I don't know. I'm talking a lot. I am so sorry, guys. Say something. That's fine. I just yeah. I honestly think like we've kind of basically what we're saying is we can't really give you much speculation other than we've already did one for like an hour and a half so you can go check that one out. Aside from that, there's not much really we we post some stuff that's data mined. We don't really do much leaks. That's, we may do a staff roundup of like overall BlizzCon predictions in the future, not just wow, but we'll try to get something like that because that would be I fun. Keep, yeah, I see what I everybody thinks is going to come. Someone, yeah. It, Keep an eye out for that. I, we would like to do that, depending on you know how much staff we can get. But for now, hopefully that answers your question. Questions. That, that's a good idea. I would like to see that happen. It wasn't my idea. Okay. Well, whoever's idea it was, it was a good idea. We need to give them a cookie. So it was Dan. <laughs> Dan needs a cookie. <laughs> he loves. He would love a cookie. <laughs> I'm sure. Next email is from <laughs> Lick My Dots. Like what? <laughs> Who's an alliance player on Airy Peak US? <laughs> Thanks so much for making me say that out loud. <laughs> they say hello, Blizzard Watchers. So I've been playing since vanilla, but I've never really paid that much attention to the lore. I was focused on leveling as quickly as possible and never read the quests. I've played on and off since then, and I've learned some lore, but I really want to go back and truly understand the full lore story. Where would be a great place to get started? Thanks for your input. Uh, get a time machine so you can go back and play vanilla. I'm gonna let um, you guys talk because is I that just your argument in favor of vanilla servers? Honestly, if 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 you wanted to get the full lore experience, I mean that's kind of what you'd have to do. I mean, all that stuff's gone. So, yeah. In terms of getting started now, um, I hate to tell you to do stuff out of game, so I'm gonna try not to. I I'm gonna no say I'm gonna say roll a level one character. Pick, pick a faction, roll a level one character, and level it to 60. And try and hit as many zones as possible. Don't use heirlooms. Don't don't use anything to increase your leveling speed. Because you're going to level out of zones even without that. Because they, they shortened the leveling experience. I mean, that's so not really going to cover the vanilla lore, though. Like it's That's what I'm saying. But, you know, at least you'll get somewhat of an idea of what's going on. By doing that, then roll a horde character if you did an alliance, or alliance if you did horde, and do it again. In terms of 
outside like there's so much stuff outside game i mean i'm gonna we say i've talked about this last yeah, week we, i think we did like with Wild and Wild Wiki. yeah but honestly i would say first get like um i hate to plug somebody's book but hey Anne wrote a thing called the ultimate visual guide you should pick that up uh pick up chronicle one and two and read them uh Anne's book is more of a reference guide it's very useful for I have no idea what's going on. You flip through that. The ultimate, give- yeah, the ultimate visual guide is it's like a basic, basic primer. So it's kind of a summary of all of the major events that have happened. And it's all the way from like the creation of the universe to Warlords of Draenor. If you get the second edition, it goes all the way through Warlords of Draenor. It touches very briefly on Legion, but only a little bit because honestly, um, Legion had only just been announced when we were working on it. So I didn't have a lot of information to go with. Um, But if you're just wanting to get started with like a brief overview, that's where you, you would go. It's also full of a lot of artwork and it's really pretty and it looks really nice sitting on a coffee table. I should know I have a copy, but um <laughs> Chronicle is your deep, deep, deep dive, extensive history. Um, It reads a lot more like an encyclopedia. It goes into excruciating amounts of detail, and I love it to bits. Um, But if you're just looking for a basic overview, maybe go with the ultimate visual guide. And then, like Mitch was saying, or about to say, Wowpedia is a good place to go to. Yeah, I was going to say, pick pick a race on Wowpedia and just start with that. Like, look it up. Mm-hmm. Um, you can, it should say like what quest was associated and you can kind of tell if it was, uh, pre or post cataclysm. Yeah. But I mean, just, you know, if you want to know what happened to the undead, look them up and just kind of see where it takes you. I, I kind of recommend, usually what I recommend people do, um, because I do like recommending my own book. I mean, <laughs> I do recommend the ultimate visual guide to people that are like, they have no idea what's going on and they just want to get started, like with a basic kind of overview of the whole thing. I'll point them at that and then go, okay, now pick a period of history that you're interested in and go look that up on Wowpedia. Because there's going to be so much stuff there beyond what you just read in this little book here, which isn't wow, a little has a book. Lot of lore. Yeah, there is a lot of lore to get through. Um, so, yeah, I would say if you know what area you want to look in or if there's like a particular race or something and you don't really want to go out and buy a book or anything, check out Wowpedia. Um, go through there, check and see what they have. Keep in mind that Wowpedia is, it's written by, it's like user submitted stuff. It's not written by Blizzard and it's also not edited by Blizzard. So some of the information on there may not be accurate anymore or some of it might not be accurate to begin with. You never know. So you want to look at the sources, like where they got their information from. Everything is sourced on there um, and it's sourced very well. I really like Wowpedia a lot. I use it constantly (laughs) when I need to go look something up I'm like where is it on Wowpedia okay what book was that in okay let me go find that book (laughs) Um, someone in the chat also mentions uh, YouTube videos yeah which is great yeah there are YouTube videos out there there are a lot of YouTube uh, Lost Codex does some good stuff Novel does some amazing stuff Um, and Novel's been collaborating with Wowhead a lot recently too I think it's more on Leeson recent lore but still on legion lore but he has like go look up novel on youtube because novel has like an extensive extensive library of lore videos there's also a series of columns on a website about lore lore. could read (laughs) i'm just gonna throw that out there that a couple of people you might have heard of write those Um. 
I like how we reference everybody else and then get around to us. <laughs> well, I just I feel like we, at this don't forget point, we talked about Anne's book. <laughs> I, I feel like at this point it is worth mentioning that we have done that. Um, there there's a there's a fair amount of stuff out there. If you just want to stay in game, there are also in game books. Yeah. Uh, there. So, and you can you can go insane hunting them all down for various achievements. I've seen people do this. So you know, if that's something you feel like doing, have at it. Uh, Are most of those so. books available on the Scryers tier now? I think so. Yeah, I think Scryers so. tier but... in Shatrath. If you go there in the big building in the back, I think there's a library in there where you can look up like. I think the lore books are in there. Maybe those are just profession books. I don't remember. Have at it. There's a lot of stuff to look at, look for. Okay. Um, moving on. Next email is from Balak, who is a blood elf priest, Farstriders US, and doesn't have a silly name for me to pronounce. I'm so thankful. He's also a proud Patreon supporter. Thanks, Balak. Who says, hi, watchers. What is the most emotional moment you've encountered in World of Warcraft? Is there a quest, cutscene, or a bit of dialogue that made you feel all the feelings? Thanks. Mitch, I'm going to let you go first. Oh, boy. Um, so there was... I, I want to... I can't remember the name. Um, I'll look it up while one of you is talking. But there's an NPC in Shatrath, I think, on the Eldor tier. Uh, it's a hunter with a little pet next to it, or not little pet, but like a, a pet next to it, Night Elf Hunter, and uh, it, it doesn't have like the usual necessarily matching NPC gear. Um, it looks like a player. And there's a like a, a whole backstory behind it, which you don't really find much in game. I think there's a quest that does take you to the person, like a note or something. But it was it was a combination of in-game saying, oh, who's this? You know, there's a, a small quest here, and also looking up outside of game. And it ended up being someone that had passed away that Blizzard honored, and, like, the guild had put together this whole big, like, ceremony kind of gathering for them. And, I don't know, that one got to me, I think, more than anything. And that was a while back, but I think the NPC's still there. She is! She's still there, and to get the quest for her, there was... I don't know if they're still there or not. There's an NPC in the garden in Stormwind, the one right next to the throne room. Okay, yeah. The, the NPC is named Kaylee Dak. That's what I yeah. thought. I just um, And it's Alicia's poem is you get it from Alicia in the Stormwind garden. And yeah. it looks like it's still in the game. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Uh, yeah. That one, that one got me sad. What about but you, Rossi? It was Rossi? less about what happened in-game and more about everything. Um... Well, I was going to talk about the, uh, the the Michael Coulter memorial. Oh, yeah. But or just Coiter, talked about, I, uh, I can't tell if it's Coiter or Coulter. I'm sorry. It's Coiter. Yeah, it is Coiter. Uh, but I think instead I'll talk about the... Uh... Do you, you guys remember... Like, I've told this story a few times. Um, there's There used to be a quest back in Vanilla where you'd go to Dundercity and there was a forsaken alchemist who'd send you to Ashara to collect... Uh, various samples from toxic pools in Ashara because yes. a Torin had gotten poisoned and he was trying to figure out what had poisoned her. So I I was playing a Torin back then. Usually when I play Horde, I play Torin because they're the only good race uh, that the Horde has, and the rest are all terrible. This is before Night Blood Elves, so if you like Blood Elves, yeah, okay, Blood Elves are cool. Um, but I was playing my Torin and I went out there and I I did his bidding. I collected the various samples, and and it, Ashara was a pain to do back then. Uh, oh, yeah. It wasn't that hard to get to for Horde because you'd just go to Org and then go out the back. 
But uh, did did Org always have the back? Pretty sure they did. No, but, it I didn't. Mean, they had yeah. the they had the side one by the river, but you had to kind of yeah. go through Ashenvale. You had to go up the river and across the bridge. There was that to elf town. Yeah, yeah there was yeah. like an elf town, but it was it still wasn't too horrible. I probably had the flight point by that point too. But at any rate, uh, it was still painful to get around Ashara because it was like a lot of cliffs and a lot of places there was no clear path and there were and no giant flying mountains. elite mountain rock giant things that would squish you yeah so and a raid it was, boss <laughs> yeah there was a lot of that stuff going on and uh so eventually i, I got through all of it and uh i, I also stopped at uh, anselm's tower and did his stuff while i was there because you know you, you, you did but then yeah i went back to uh to, to undercity and i walked in and handed him the, the poison stuff thinking he was going to cure the uh the tauren and he kills her with it right in front of me oh and that is the angriest this game has ever made me and i want to point out that this game made me chase after my shoulders for several years you know but the angriest world of warcraft has ever made me angrier than the time it disconnected my entire raid when we were trying to go to to, to aq and stuck us in the mountains uh angrier than anything it's ever done and i could list a lot of things world of warcraft has done over the years but the absolute angriest it has ever made me is when it forced me to stand there helplessly while a tauren got killed in front of me and gave me no option to do anything about it it was just i was incandescent with rage i actually had to log off it took my friends two days to convince me to play horde again jesus like i was that mad so, yeah, right there. That's my most emotional moment in World of Warcraft. Second most emotional moment would probably be when my entire raid guild demanded that I take Mim's head. Because that was cool. And that made me happy. I think... Mm, I feel all the feelings when I play this game. So it's really hard to just, like, pick one moment. But um, I'm going to go to Legion because that's actually really relevant. And um, Taryn Gregory and the Cinematics team have done a really great job of ripping my heart out at every opportunity. <laughs> um, the Ysera thing actually didn't get me as much as I thought it would. I mean, yes, it was sad. But it didn't get me as much as um, the Anduin chain that they added when the Broken Isles opened up. Um, that whole cinematic with Anduin where he goes back to where his father died I was like not in a good place <laughs> it made me a wreck and then um, there are just like little characters and little moments throughout I think one of the ones <sighs> okay every time Velen says something on on Makari I, it tears my heart to pieces because this was his home and you get the voice actor for Velen just manages to project this overwhelming sadness that is just palpable through every and word that he when, says. When you say voice actor, you don't mean the one when you click on him. No. Because it's not I the mean, same. No, I mean the one when he's like saying these lines and giving you the world quests and stuff. When you go find him, like during the whole quest chain, when you go find him and he's in his old house and he's knelt oh, over yeah. his child's bed, I I about lost it. I was like, oh no, they're just kicking me hard. The other The other character is one that didn't really have like a starring role or, or anything like that but um Runus out in Ashara or not Ashara Azuna Azuna 
uh, Runus was the withered well that he was almost withered the guy that you found and you took him on a magical journey and he was kind of snarky with you um and then at the end of it like the end of that whole quest chain when you go and you find him in the cave and he goes my friend are you there i can't see you anymore and i'm like Bye! <laughs> it, just, it killed me <laughs> um yeah um Someone, I think, in chat mentioned Red Path as well. Yeah, the Red Path stuff was pretty sad. And Red Path I think they've was... streamlined it a bit, but yeah. Red Path was like... I remember in Vanilla the first time that I went to Darrow Shire. And, and I went to Darrow Shire because somebody in Winter Spring, like uh, a Red Path, one of... Uh, Pamela's sister, actually. She sent oh, yeah, me to yeah. go look for Pamela. And I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, I could go do that. I'm the right level now. So I go tromping <laughs> over to the Eastern Plaglands. Do-do-do. Wow, it's really creepy out here. Ooh, the music is really gross. Where's that town? Oh, it's deserted. Huh. And then off in the distance, you see the skipping ghost of a little girl with a quest mark over her head. <laughs> And and I just I was like, oh no! <laughs> the yeah. whole the original chain was just it was so good. <laughs> there's there's another like old quest. Uh, like, we're talking a lot about old quests, and there's there's lots of new ones that had a lot of resonance for me. But I feel like we all know them all. Like if I talked about Legion stuff, everyone knows those moments. Yeah. But there's a quest that I, and it's in a uh, Silver Pine. It's in like one of the Forsaken towns in Silver Pine. Where a, a female forsaken, you she gives you a locket. Yeah. Um. No, yeah. she doesn't. It's not in Silver Pine. She's actually in Thunder Bluff. Oh, but she sends you to Silver Pine. She right. sends. She gives you a locket it's and tells you to vision, go. Right. Yeah, she's in the pools of vision, and she gives you a locket and tells you to go to Silver Pine. And it's like she she, since she's forsaken, she can't feel anything that related to it anymore. Like she talks about how it should be important to her, but it isn't. And she just wants you to go put it on the grave because it doesn't mean anything to her. And it's really like this quiet, but it does a better job of explaining the horror of being forsaken than like a million other quests have tried and failed to do. Like it, it really nails home that they, these people are trapped in an existence that doesn't have all the shades of, of life. It doesn't have – life has a million quiet consolations that they don't have. Yeah, they exist, but they're not alive. They're they are the they are they are unliving. They are dead things. Her heart is dead. You know, she doesn't feel this. This trinket means nothing to her. Uh, and so she and then you don't know if she's just trying to convince herself of that or what. It's very ambiguously phrased. But I've oh, never forgotten. It. I don't know if she's still there or not. I don't know if the quest is still in the game. I don't think but, that the. I don't know if the quest is still there or not. Right. There's I know there's an NPC in the Pools of Vision that does offer a quest. I don't know if it's the same one or if it's a streamlined version. Or... Well this one was just literally this one was just go to Silver Pine and put the ring on it. Yeah, well not streamlined necessarily, but like a different version. I don't know. But I just remember it. I've always remembered it. It was just this quietly horrible moment. It did and it didn't like push the like the the other one I told you about pushed the, you know, how we're evil narrative. This one didn't do that. It just gave you this moment of like, oh, oh, that's man. The old Emma. Do you remember the old Emma chain from the Western Plaguelands? Uh, oh, very vaguely. 
Yeah, you got like a piece of something and you were supposed to take it back to its owner and it sent you to Stormwind. And when you went to Stormwind, you were kind of wandering around. Old Emma is an NPC in Stormwind who won walks around. The bucket. She's yeah, she about complains about everything. And, you know, she's just one of those people that has like a running dialogue while walking around the town and stuff. And you go and you take this thing to her and that's when you realize that Emma is like this is where she was from. Like she was from the Western Plaguelands originally before they became terrible. And you just feel really bad for her. <laughs> was this Alliance only, I'm assuming? Yeah, it was, it was yeah. Alliance. Okay, yeah, that's why I don't know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but um, old Emma was like, I think a lot of those quests, those quests in the Western Plaguelands and the Eastern Plaguelands in particular, uh, back in Vanilla, they were, you know, half creepy and half kind of heartbreaking. There's... Um, there's the, you know, I posted this, reposted it, but like, I think it was a year, maybe two years ago that I wrote like one of the pieces on like ghosts that are in WoW. Yeah. Um, and some of them you, you can't see unless you have items that are no longer in the game, but some of them you can still see. And there's a whole like host of NPCs in Care Darrow, Darrow, whatever the, yeah. the place where Skull, the island where Skullamance is on. Yeah. You have um, to have the, um, yeah, trinket. I still got it. Uh, yeah, yeah. I've got the trinket too. There are tons of NPCs there, and you can that talk just, to them and buy things you, from them. Yeah, you can you can talk to them, but like they don't realize they're dead. And it's just there are a lot of ghosts in WoW, like a surprisingly large amount that don't necessarily have a purpose other than just atmosphere. But it's all kind of like tragic. Like there's the gnome outside of um, Blackrock Spire that's like, you know, I hope someone comes and visits me. It was you know nice to talk to you. You know, yeah. I hope to see you again soon. Like it's just there's a lot of small sad moments with the ghosts especially um but i I really appreciated that that was the thing with the western plague lands quest especially because you you were sent into these deserted homes that were kind of overrun by zombies and undead and all that um not forsaken but like actual scourge and when you went into the houses you'd find these ghosts that were just there and they'd been there like since they died and they all had like tasks that they needed done before they could actually rest and that really gave you kind of it. Ugh, it still gives me kind of the heebie-jeebies thinking about it because it, it was really creepy running around the plague lands to begin with in vanilla because you didn't really know what to expect and what you got was zombies. What you got yeah. was like horrifying undead creatures that would rip you apart and they made disgusting noises and they looked really gross and it was just ah. Um, <laughs> And then you go into the building where you thought it was safe and no, there's a spooky ghost in here and it may or may not be friendly. We don't know. Oh, it's friendly? Okay. Oh, it wants us to go do something really sad. All right, we'll go do the sad thing. I'm sorry, ghost. (laughs) You just feel bad for everything that happened there ever. Um, We also had uh, Thaticus in the chat channel mentioned, and I don't even know how I forgot about this, the original Tyrion Forgering chain. Where yeah. you where you go and you find the pieces to remind his son of who he was, and then that whole thing that happened out there in Hearthglen was just like, you know, digging up that kid's toy was the hardest freaking part of that quest because <sighs> he buried his toy in a place absolutely infested with troll zombies. Yeah, zombie <laughs> trolls all over the place, and then you had My to go God. out. Right. You had to go out to Scalamance and convince the painter to give you a piece of a painting or whatever. Um, there was just like a whole bunch. It was like of love and family, I think, is what the painting yeah, was called. It was, it was in it yeah. was in a side room on your way to Balnazar. Yeah, you in tr- you turned over and in it was Strat, like, up against. Excuse the me. Wall. Yeah, it was in Livestrat. 
Um, and you had to like turn in a corner and fight a dude, and it was right against the wall in the same room with him. Yeah, I remember that. It was annoying. It was such a long, lengthy, lengthy. But when question. you finally got you finally got to it, and you know he, he Talon is like, "All right, I'll leave with you," and they're like, "No, no, no, Talon, there's no leaving." And you're like, "Oh, this is going to end well." And then they kill him, and then you hear Tyrion, like he comes running up, like just too late to do anything for his son, who he just. To, like oh it was so good <laughs> I missed that chain too <laughs> that's what made me love Tyrion Fordring I think I mean he went from like this cranky old dude that was demanding you bring him grubs so he could eat to this heroic figure at the end of it all like this very upset father and heroic figure I, I loved watching his progress through world of warcraft anyway all right well that's i think that's going to wrap us up for emails here uh we have a couple left over we could just carry them to next week anyway uh blizzard watch it's made possible due to the generous contributions at patreon.com slash blizzard watch and your continued support means that this podcast site and community is able to thrive and grow blizzard watch supporters enjoy exclusive benefits like early access to the podcast a better chance at having your question answered on our podcast or the queue and an ads free site experience Thank you very much, Ian. Uh, if you guys have emails for the show, please remember to send them to podcast at blizzardwatch.com with podcast or blizzard watch in the subject line so we know what's for this show. Uh, this has been the Blizzard Watch Podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening, and we'll be here next week. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.